And we're recording. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. It was snowing. It, uh, yeah. just, just got finished shoveling, and I was wearing the new AirPods. They're pretty cool. Yeah? Okay. All right. So I was very surprised when I saw the, these came out. Um, they were kind of dropped with real no uh, announcement whatsoever. Typically, when Apple, like, when they release a new product, they will have some type of keynote. And I guess... Earlier this year, they did, it was like a week of releases. They released the iPad mini. They re- released another version of the AirPods, I believe, um, the version two, and then a couple other items throughout the week. And so I guess it was Monday morning, these drop. And then all of a sudden, like all the rumor sites that I'm reading, they're all talking about how, you know, the, the new uh, Apple tag or the tile, which is like some sticker that you could put on devices and then your phone can can detect where it's at. And if your phone's not near it and another iPhone is near it, that iPhone will piggyback to Apple and tell Apple its location, which would then go to your phone. And they do some way that it's secure. And they, they try to obfuscate who actually sent it for privacy reasons, but it would allow you to have a tag on your dog. And as long as an iPhone user is nearby, you can see your dog on your find my app. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, But anyway, there were rumors that that was going to be released. There were rumors that, uh, the Mac Pro might be released. Uh, there were rumors that uh, the the new iPad. Well, it's a very rough rumor, but a new iPad with a new like uh, some type of radar camera or some uh, like time of flight camera on the back to help you with AR kit. Uh, something like that was going to be released. And it's Wednesday, and only the AirPods have been released. However, I got them like two days after they were announced, so that's a record for me. I've never had something that quick uh, was not expecting it at all, but yeah, I'm holding them right now. They're pretty cool. So did you, did you get the email or did you just see some, uh, you know, a press release or something like that? And just, just go immediately to Apple's website and order yeah. them. I uh, saw the, I think it was the verge article. And as soon as I saw them, I went, I texted my wife briefly. We have this agreement. There's two devices that we're allowed to get without, with, with just a little bit of, of negotiation or, or um, I don't know, we, we don't have to get full approval from each other. They're kind of like gimmies. Uh, for her, it's the Apple Watch. She uses that so much. Like, she's always pinging her phone. She's she's using it constantly. And then for me, it's the AirPods. I take these with me everywhere I go. I pair them with things all the time. I'm constantly using them. I'm using them for books and for movies and music and phone calls. They're one of my favorite devices I've ever had. And... Whenever the, my previous pair I had, I guess I had the first gen. Um, I ordered those the day they came out and it was weird because I'd never, I wasn't really interested in them. They, they looked weird in your ears. They had these giant one and a half inch long stems coming out. And I thought that looked weird, but I went and gave them a chance. And then after I ordered them and got them, I think it was like day one, I ordered them. They were sold out for like months and everywhere I would go, like nobody was able to get these. You couldn't get, they were just totally sold out. So I was afraid when version two came out, the same thing was going to happen. So I ordered version two on day one. And then when version three came out, yeah, is this was the first true upgrade version two. The upgrade was, uh, I think you could talk to your, your assistant. I can't say her name or everything in my room will light up, but you could talk to her. You could just say, mm. Hey, dingus, uh, take a note of something and she'll record it in your notes app. That that feature was enabled in version two as well as wireless charging. And then 
version three, they've added all kinds of stuff. They've added uh, noise cancelization. I think that's how you say it. Um, I can like hold and press on the side of the AirPod and then all the, the noise around me kind of goes away and I just hear what I'm listening to. And if I hold it again, it does the opposite. It it takes all of the noise from around me and pipes it through in, into my ears and then equalizes it. So I'm able to listen to music and hear you talk to me at the same time. Because they have these like rubber tips on them, they're more like earplugs. And typically whenever I put earplugs in, I have this stuffed up feeling and I feel like I, I hear myself swallow. I hear every little thing that my face is doing, but, and, and I feel like I'm just a, I don't know, claustrophobic is the wrong word, but I feel very stuffed up with these AirPods. If I turn them off, I feel stuffed up. But if I turn on in either of the transparency mode, which lets me hear around me or the noise cancellation, I don't hear, I don't feel stuffed up. There's something to do with the vent and then the way that they're piping the audio through that just makes it very comfortable and they're smaller. So it's just a bonus. Pretty cool for little devices. So can you tell me a bit more about that, the, that, that mode that makes it seem like where it's like non noise cancellation, isn't it just like, it's, it's similar to like what, uh, mic monitoring is, isn't it? It just takes like the outside noise and feeds that in as well. Is that how it works? It's very, very low latency mic monitoring. And it uh, it works really well. Gotcha. That's pretty cool, man. I really like mic monitoring. I really like that you can switch between noise cancellation and that. That's pretty I just cool. don't want it to have any latency. So I, I don't want to hear the echo or I don't want to hear myself in typical mic monitors just a second later. So this is pretty cool that it doesn't do anything like that. It's, it's just very clear. Now, I've only had them for mm, three hours now. I went outside. I, sh- I shoveled snow. I play with the, the girls. I tried laying on a pillow to simulate, you know, what would happen if I laid down, trying to see if it would, if it, if it was painful in my ear or if it was okay. Didn't hurt my ear. The previous generation hurts my ear, so I would flip them upside down if I laid on a pillow on that side. I tried that a little bit on on these, and my ears got itchy, but they didn't hurt. So interesting. Next week I'll give you, uh, you know, a, a bigger and better uh, review. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I'm gonna want some follow up for sure. So are they decreasing the price of the AirPod, uh, AirPods? I doubt 2s? it. Let me check. Live follow-up, Apple.com. No, they, they're not very good at lowering prices. Oh, they call them AirPods really Pro. Not. I don't know what's pro about them, but the price. Um, but they are awesome. I'm very happy with them. I, I, they don't fall out of your ears, so it's really, really nice for me. I tried uh, the medium size and then the large size. And then there's a, a place in the app okay. that you can hit a button and it will play music. And then the microphone inside the AirPod will listen to it. And if it has a good seal, it will tell you. So if you have the wrong size, you're running this this uh, tool in the Bluetooth setting on your phone will tell you if you need to switch tips. Okay, live follow That is pretty up. cool. I like that. AirPods. Yeah, I'm looking at this page that you're going to be looking at as well. And it doesn't look like they have decreased the prices no. at all. Um, the AirPods with charging case is one fifty nine. The AirPods with wireless charging case is one ninety nine, and the AirPods Pro, the one that we're talking about, yeah. two forty nine. The if you've never had AirPods before, and you don't have wireless charging, just get the cheap ones. If you have, or if you're the wireless charge lifestyle, yeah. the I love those so much better. And then if uh, if you've had a pair before, I don't have to sell you on them. You're going to get the big ones. Oh yeah, really? 
yeah, again, these are the, the best, uh, the best Apple product I've ever owned. This is my favorite. So for example, I'm talking to you right now using them. I'm using the blue Yeti to, for my microphone, but my in-ear monitor are now these. And to pair them with the Mac, I didn't, I didn't have to do anything because I set them up with my phone. And then when, when it was time to start the podcast, I went up to the little volume indicator in the, the corner of the Mac and they were already there and I just selected them. So seamless pairing, seamless transition, uh, just very cool. While I was shoveling snow earlier, I was thinking about things about them. So I was telling uh, Dingus in my ear to take a note. And then whenever the podcast was about to start, I just looked at my notes. I saw all the things that I wanted to talk about there. So it was really handy. And again, I didn't have to touch anything. My phone was in pocket. I was shoveling snow and I could do all of that. So pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Very, very impressive. Very impressive. I have a hard time justifying earbuds for $160 <laughs> yes. though. That might yes. just be because I'm a cheapskate, but <laughs> even though they're so cool and I see people wearing them, I'm like, man, I wish I had AirPods. I just, yeah, it's just, I, I, I can't do it. Cause I mean, that's almost, that's I'm trying to think that's like the AirPods pro that's you buy four of those. You buy an iPhone personally would be happier with AirPods and an, a last generation iPhone or the, the 10 R series or whatever the new ones is the, the regular 11 than I would um, having the newer phone. Cause I think I, I could put the phone in my pocket and I'm able to access so many things from them that it, it, I just, it, it sparks joy. It just makes me gotcha. happy. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's where, that's where it really matters. And I've had you them know? now since day one. So if, you know, what is it like three years, two or three years, never lost them ever. They've never, there's that fear that you can drop it in the bathroom or, you know, drop it in the gutter or something. Never. And I will show people and I'll just like shake my head until it hurts and they just never come out. And that was with the old pair. So with these new pair, oh man, uh, they're already significantly Even more so. But, but again, it has this pass through audio thing. So it doesn't make me feel stuffed up. We're going on a, a plane trip or a, a, a vacation later this year. And I'm anxious to see what they're like on a plane. Now, I don't want to hurt my ears by cranking up the volume. So I might do like some hearing protection around them. But I'm anxious to see what the noise cancelization does on a plane. You might not even need ear can uh, like noise cancellation, depending on yeah. how good the so seal that'll is. Be a really cool experiment. And I'll give you, uh, give you some updates when I get yeah. back. I got one more thing I want to talk about real quick. I, I, while I was shoveling snow, my jeans were just so loose. They're loose, TJ. So uh, August 26th of this year, I met with TJ at um, 360 iDev and you were doing this diet. You had lost a ton of weight and I got like envious. So that was like the, that day was the catalyst. And since then I've been doing my very best to be on this low, uh, low carb you know, all the fats and, and proteins you want, but just a low carb diet. And I've lost so far, I lost a little right around 20 pounds, maybe a little bit more. And um, it's time for me to buy new jeans. So I go, I open up my phone, I go to Amazon and I search, and I don't remember which jeans I bought. I think they're Levi's. So I search for previous orders and I have two results that pop up. It was me buying two pairs of jeans exactly, I don't know, one, like it was like November, like the beginning of November of last year. And then the beginning of November, the year before. So I guess November 
is my jean buying month. Every year for the past three years, I will, I will have not bought jeans. So anyway, bought new jeans today, feeling great. The diet's awesome. It's working. Um, it's, it's, it's a good day. Thanks, TJ. Oh, anytime. Well, first of all, I want to just say congratulations because uh, 20-ish pounds, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's that's a lot of weight, man. If you pick up a, uh, if you go to the gym, pick up a 25-pound uh, barbell. Um, what are those things called? Um, yeah, no, oh, not yeah. the barbell, the the actual weight that you put on the sides, uh, the plate, 25 pound plate just slipped yeah. me. Those things are heavy, man. It's gone now. Those it's things are cool. very heavy. Yeah. Um, and I, so I have a, que- sure. a couple questions about this diet for you. What does, what do your meals look like on a day to day basis? Like, what um, do you have for breakfast? Every Atkins day? peanut butter, chocolate protein bar with some. It, it it has like 20 something grams of, of carbs, but a lot of them are protein. I'm sorry. A lot of them are fiber. So if my net carbs are really low, like yep. three to five net carbs, I have that for breakfast. I might mm-hmm. have one for lunch or I'll have something like a, um, if, if we go out like to Chipotle or something, I'll get like a, a, a bowl with meat in it, steak or something, uh, cheese. Uh, but I, I'll stay away from rice or anything that, uh, has a lot of carbs in it and then in salads of course and typically if i get a salad i'm no croutons but i'm not going to stress too much over the dressing and i know there might be sugar in some of the dressings but i'm okay with that and then for dinner mm-hmm. i try to eat with the family and I'll, i just don't eat the carb part so for example if we had um, fish sticks or something or something breaded i'm not going to go all out and scrape off the breading mm-hmm. but i will you know push the rice aside and, and eat vegetables instead or something. So it, it's, it didn't take too much. Gotcha. It, I'm, it's not like I'm on a uh, unsustainable diet or an unsustainable setup. I can, you know, I have, I don't have any uh, desire or any like craving for sugar anymore. Uh, I, I can eat candy and stuff, but it's, I don't really, mm-hmm. I, I don't miss out. Or if I see, uh, there's some cake or something. I have no temptation. If there's a birthday party, I might eat some, but I'm not going to go out of my way to um, just eat all of it or, you know, just shun it completely. I, I try to keep it a little bit more balanced. And then as, as I'm losing pounds, it it's becoming easier and easier. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, man, that's awesome. So for uh, lunch today, I had 24. Oh, count 24 okay. I don't do that for lunch. Oh, man. <laughs> it's the only meal I've had all day. But um, we have a, a wing place near uh, Charlottesville called Wild Wing Cafe. And on weekdays, between 11 and 2 p.m., you pay twelve ninety nine wow. for unlimited wings. Um, yeah, so I got all sorts of, like, I got all sorts of different flavors. I got Raging Cajun, uh, Fiery Parmesan, and another one called The Slayer, which was, like, a very, very hot wing. Um, and th- all of them were excellent. Again, it's like the only meal I've had all day. There's nothing but fats <laughs> and protein. So I was a happy camper. Let me tell you what. <laughs> um, on that note, um, and one more thing. I don't know if I've told you about this. Have you seen Rebel Ice Is Cream? I think no I've carb talked ice about cream? it before. Uh, I have never yeah, had it. Yeah, it's no carb ice cream. It's like anywhere between. Okay, um, you can get them at... Um, where are the King grocery Supers. stores in Colorado? Can you name? King Supers. That's the one. King Supers. You can get it at King Supers. Um, and they're like four to six oh, wow. carbs per pint, depending cool. on the flavor. Highly recommended. Excellent. I love their cool. peanut butter and their uh, cookie dough. 
No, it tastes just like ice cream. I'll I'll get some, I'll get a tub, and I'll I'll save it for the next birthday or something. So, won't have any guilt. Sounds good. Or you could uh, you give it a shot sometime because I mean, again, like it's it's keto ice cream. You can have it any time on the keto diet. You could uh, get some and try it on the uh, and and give us like your feedback on the next episode. Guilty pleasure. We have these Flintstones vitamins. Yeah, and they taste like gummy bears. So whenever it's time for the the girls to have their vitamins. Or maybe they're going to have like fruit snacks or something for dessert. I might sneak a couple vitamins, but man, they taste good. Hey, if you're going to, if you're going to get some, uh, some gummy bear, bear treats, like uh, you know, vitamins <laughs> aren't stuff. a bad way to go. Okay. I want to talk to you about <laughs> Linux. We've been uh, hinting at this for uh, actually months now about, I want to hear some of your, your Linux stories and, and what you did. And and what you were exposed to growing up, and then I want to interject here, here, or there. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, so the first story that I would have about Linux would be when I first started messing around with computers. My dad realized what was going on. He he could see like I just had this fascination with his gateway PC that was running Windows ninety eight. It had a Pentium three processor. Um, 64 megabytes of RAM and a 10 gigabyte hard drive. And that was like any time I got a chance to just like mess around with it. Um, I was on that computer and I noticed something a little bit strange one day. I went to go shut down the computer and I noticed that it had an option that said, uh, I think it was shut down in MS DOS mode. Oh, do you remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. There was an option in windows 95, 98, a handful of those, like that generation of windows. That was what you could do. Just reboot the computer and just start up in ms dos mode which got me into dos thought dos was the coolest thing ever you know i had a command line i could do all this cool stuff i remember walking into i think it was the library one time because i was going to go and look for computer books my dad was with me i was like is there anything else like windows or ms dos and he told me about this thing called linux there was like there was there was mac there was ms dos there was windows and there's this thing called linux and he said most of the time cash registers use them (laughs) <laughs> okay i was like that's kind of cool and i remember i found a book on it there's this thing called linux it was just like it was almost like a unicorn it was like that one thing i i had exposure to mac exposure to windows exposure to dos there's this thing called linux i've never seen before um and through talking more to my dad and to a friend of ours who was a software engineer i ended up getting my hands on a copy of debian 3.1 and debian 3.1 was i mean it was this is back in like 2003 2004 if if anybody any listeners know anything about debian debian is notoriously not the friendliest operating system to ever use the installation back then i don't know if it is anymore happened entirely at the command line and i I remember like getting a a a getting to the point where i had like a, a prompt like a bash shell prompt where I could start typing in commands, and that was it. And I was like, this thing, this thing's useless. I might as well just use DOS. At least I can, you know, install Windows 3.1 or something. There was, like, no click, point and click or anything. Uh-huh. Looking back, the reason why is because I only had disk one of, you know, Lord <laughs> knows how many disks. So I only got, the, like, the base system installed. Um, but that was that was my first experience with, with Linux. And I was like, this is kind of weird. And so after that, I never touched it again. Like, I didn't touch it again for, like, a year or two until I realized... There are other distributions of Linux. Like Linux isn't just this thing. You don't just go and install Linux. There's like 
thousands of different flavors of it. And so this opened up a whole new world. This was just like, it, it was just a mind blown moment. It's like, I, well, what are all these different distros? Like, what is there? You know, and I, you know, found there's something called SUSE Linux. There was Ubuntu. There was Fedora. There's all these different things. And I remember the first actual distro that I used, this was in 2005, was SUSE Linux 9.3 Professional. Um, which I kind of think is funny that they added professional at the end because it's not like it was a uh, paid version of SUSE. You just, <laughs> you're just good to go. You just download it. Um, I bought a DVD set from, I don't remember what the company was, but you could pay like $10 and they would send you just like all these DVDs that had Linux on them. Came on five DVDs um, and, and it may have been CD-ROMs. I'm not really sure. It was something. And it was beautiful. It was so pretty. I had wobbly windows. I had big shiny icons. The My Computer icon had tux with a uh, iMac G4 <laughs> in the back because somehow that makes sense. Um, I and I remember like the hearing the boot up sound for the first time, and it was just it was just amazing. So shiny. Yeah. These are good memories, man. KDE 3.5 is the desktop that it shipped with. And I have yet to find, like, I, I still use Linux, you know, not every day, but a good bit still. And uh, I still I still have such a soft spot in my heart for KDE 3. There was a time, I think it was 2006. I think that's right. That's the time, maybe 2007. That's the time when that wobbly windows and then, like, the 3D desktop was really popular. And I remember wanting to just show off to people that I was the computer guy. So I would just boot up into Linux. Uh, what did I boot up into? Probably, it might have been SUSE, but it was probably Ubuntu at this time. I would boot up and I would, was it Compiz? I think it was the name of. Yep, Compiz Fusion is what it was called. Compiz. I would set that up and then set up the wobbly windows. And that's all I would really do in it. I, I wouldn't really work in there because. Back then, little things were tedious. So wireless, uh, I think Wi-Fi was just starting to really be introduced into my lifestyle. It was around 2004 to 2008. Um, until then, like it, it, I couldn't go everywhere and have Wi-Fi. So around there, I, I had a Dell 8120. I think that's what it was. And it had some wireless chip in there, but it wasn't. Like it, it wasn't like one of the standard ones. So I'd have to have custom uh, wireless drivers. And I remember every version of Linux that I put on that thing, it, I would, would just have to jump through all these hoops to do little things like wireless drivers and and printer drivers and, and all these tiny little things to, to get this thing running. And then I got my first Mac and it just worked. And everything in it, just worked. I didn't have to mess with drivers. And then since then I've been using mm. that. And now I feel kind of, uh, I feel, I don't know if I feel stunted, but I wonder if I'm missing out because I didn't progress over the last decade with all of those things. And, and I don't appreciate how everything's come. Um, so I have this soft, I also have this, the soft spot in my heart for all the desktop Linux operating systems. So which uh, distro would you say you use the most? Like, did you have, is there a time where 
pre becoming a Mac user, you used Linux primarily. Oh, do you, I don't know if you remember this. There was a version of Linux called Lindos, and they tried to oh, I do remember embed that. Wine. Yeah, it's the Wine. Was it Windows emulation? It's, I think it stands for something like that. Or Windows. Is, yeah, so essentially it was a it was a layer on Windows that I mean on Linux that allowed you uh, allowed you to use dynamically linked libraries, so you could um, which are DLL files in Windows, and basically you could execute these Windows applications, and when it would call for an API, Linux would basically give you the the Linux equivalent. Yep, and it was it worked fairly well. It wasn't that bad, but it was pretty for bad. games. It's iffy for like Office or some of these major software applications it tends to work okay and lindos was fun and the name was lindos i loved it then they got sued and they renamed it to linspire and then i started getting into these yep. websites i think uh, distro watch and there were several others uh, osnews.com i think was another and they would mm -hmm. post all of the new things that were happening and changing in linux and i remember back then i was really into windows or i was primarily a windows user so i got a desktop app called uh, Object Desktop, I believe, which let you skin Windows to make it look like a Mac or look like Linux or something. And I remember really getting into yeah. that because I wanted some of the looks and stuff of Linux, but I also wanted my wireless drivers to work. But I remember this community of, of Linux developers, was it was really fun. Things were changing all the time. And I think our equivalent of that now would be mobile. Um, I, you're, or, or Apple, you're looking at all of these developers coming up with these new apps and trying all these new things. And that's the, the I think what the, what the community turned into just because that's the, the, the cool hotness right now. But yeah, the roots going back to like, like looking at all of the, the change logs for GNOME 2 when it first came out and all of the cool things that they added. It was, mm -hmm. it was really fun. Good memories. Oh yeah, so many good memories, and I, I think that you still have you know people who use Linux as their primary desktop for sure. Like they're all over the place, um, and but I do I do agree with you. I think that a lot of the hotness did end up going towards mobile and the jailbreaking scene. But it's it, it's kind of funny when Apple released the App Store. I feel like there was a lot less. I I feel like it in a way kind of discouraged yeah. tinkering, and more encouraged build your own thing because there's a chance that you could succeed on this store. You know, it became less about skinning and more about learning this like skinning or, um, uh, development for, for gnome. And it became much, much more about build your own thing. You yeah. sell it, uh, get, get rich. Like that the guy sense. who made that for one of the first puzzle apps for the iPhone in 2008 and made yeah. like a million dollars in the first couple of weeks. Uh, you know, how, how do you be like that guy? But we have the raspberry Pi now. And that's running a version of, of Debian called Raspbian. And it, but it already has the drivers that I was um, having trouble installing. It has all of those already ready to go. Oh, yeah. So I, then I could focus on uh, the stuff I'm trying to do with it, the, being able to tinker with it. So I think Raspberry Pi is, is, a, is a good example of the state of Linux for, for me personally. And then Chromebooks or Android is kind of like the future of desktop Linux for me. Yeah. And what's so funny though is that at the end of the day, it is desktop Linux. We make we make these jokes about the year of the Linux desktop, as if Linux is having a hard time succeeding. And yes, 
it is having a hard time succeeding on actual desktop computers, but Linux won. Yeah. You know, with Android and with embedded systems, like Linux won. It is, and in servers, it's on so in millions and millions and millions of devices, more so than iOS and more so than Windows, I would think, at the end of the day. Yeah. When we're working on our iOS app at work, we will get together with designers and we'll go over, tediously go over every little pixel and how things are laid out and workflow and UX. And we're trying to get it just right. We, we take the extra time and patience to really figure out, you know, what is the best thing? We'll talk to customers. We try to do it right. I wonder, and I have no data behind this. Just, this is just from what I've seen over time. Because Linux is open source and anybody can do whatever they want, it, I don't believe that there's that same cohesive product manager role or like a Steve Jobs is able to say, no, I don't like the color of that. You know, keep doing it or, you know, I don't, that screensaver is terrible. Drop it. But in, in Ubuntu, it feels, well, Ubuntu is more curated, but some of these other distros, it feels like just whatever was released is now going to be in there. And then occasionally if one version of a music player is better than another, they might agree to switch to that, but there's not this cohesive um, design philosophy going between the mail app and the, you know, the video player like there would be on the Mac. Yeah. Yeah. That's more of like a Debian distro where it's more of like, yo, this is all the stuff. These are all the packages we're going to ship. Here they are. There is like, here's the upstream repo. This is where you're going to get everything. Good yep. luck. Have fun. Yep. And then the phone is, <laughs> is taking that even to the yeah. next level. Um, iPhone everything the, the native apps are all very uh everything's very curated and and everything's decided on with with a, a bigger picture in mind whereas like yeah, android's kind of getting there too and the native android it, unless you're skinning it with it with some uh, uh samsung or, or lg or one of these companies that skins it but like the core android is getting there so it feels like it's all one app or, or one it's, it's designed by one group of people until you get to the third party apps. And then it goes everywhere again. Did you play any games on, did you play any games on Linux? So I did play games on Linux. Um, the first one, the one that I cared most about was trying to get wine to work well enough so I could play the original halo. Uh, that didn't so work many, out very well. at the time. I spent so many hours doing that, trying to get wine to work with things. Yeah, it really wasn't worth it. <laughs> I do remember Linspire, though, advertising that it could get stuff like that to work. It didn't really. No. Oh, um, I, I okay, so I want to talk about these games I used to play on on um, Linux, but wanted to bring up another one I wanted to throw at you, see if you ever heard of it. Uh, so I played a couple games. One of them was Super Tux. Mm -hmm. um, Super Tux was a Mario-inspired game where you just, like, you know, had the little penguin go left and right, jump on snowballs and save Princess Princess. I, don't, I mean, Princess Penguin. I don't remember what her name was. <laughs> um, that was one. Super Tux Kart. Now you could tell that a lot of these Linux developers were probably also Nintendo nerds because they pr pretty much just duplicated a lot of Nintendo properties and products and just put Tux in them. <laughs> um, then there was another game called The Battle for Westnoth. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Tell me more about it. Okay, Battle for Westnoth was fairly similar. Well, it was a turn-based strategy game um, that takes place in this fictional realm called Westnoth. And it was super cool because you could just download all these different campaigns and play different factions and 
play online multiplayer. It was it was amazing. It was it kind of had an Age of Empires vibe, but mixed with an had also an anime vibe, but also a Le- Legends of Zelda. You know, it was kind of just like you mix all these things together, and that's what it was. I I remember I would get up super early on Saturday mornings, like six a.m., and I would just turn on my computer. I play West Knot for hours. It was so much fun. They still make it too. It's still in active development. You can go to westnoff.org to check it out. Oh. Yes, one more open source operating system that I discovered as a kid um, was called React OS. Oh, yeah, tell me more. Okay, so React OS was, it took Wine to the next level. Instead of having a layer on top of Linux to run Windows applications, they were trying to basically take the entirety of Windows and build an open source version of it that was completely compatible with microsoft windows applications from top yeah. down um i remember installing Re- i think it was react os like 0.3 at the time i'm trying to check and see what version that they're on right now oh 0.412 goodness <laughs> <laughs> they've been in the zero they've been alpha state for like 10 years now because this was about 10 years ago that i was looking at this and back then it was just super super unstable i haven't tried it since then I don't know what kind of activities in this project. I'm looking at their website, reactos.org, and it actually seems like they've updated it and they're actually they're, they're doing some stuff. They're actually hiring Windows NT developers. So it, it seems like it's still a, very much an active project, but I don't know. I, I could not tell you how stable it is or how well it works these days. But it was a lot of fun to play around with. Nothing. I'm looking at though. screenshots here. It feels like Windows 2000. It does. Yeah. I'm... It looks just like Windows 2000. It's kind of surprising that they haven't updated the, like, the look and feel of it. That's true. I wonder how, I mean, what, what's their business model or what, what's their client, uh, client base look like? Is it, yeah. is it cash registers? I don't know. Cool. Uh, possibly. Maybe, maybe you're a company that just has a very, like, just needs to be able to run one application, like, say, a, um, a little mechanic shop or something like that. And they have one of those programs that hooks up to read like the car computer and whatnot. And it was like running windows 2000 and they just need to have some sort of operating system. I don't know, man. I'm just spitballing here. It's cool though. I don't know what they do. It's really cool. It's really cool, but I have no idea what they do. (laughs) (laughs) They have a shop though. I think you can get what t-shirts, stickers. Yeah. T-shirts, stickers, coffee cups. That's pretty cool. I like it. I like it too. All right, man. You want to do uh, yeah, picks of the let's week? Go for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I'll let you go first. Uh, so uh, a lot, a lot's happening right now. Uh, my, first of all, my, my pick of the week is Star Trek Discovery, the new Star Trek series that's on CBS All Access. And I want to segue a little bit into a streaming issue that we had lately. Uh, we were looking at okay. all of our different sub- streaming subscriptions that we have, because I've already done this over music. Now I'm going to do it over video. We were looking at, you know, we have Hulu and Netflix and CBS All Access and Amazon Prime Video and HBO Go or whatever the HBO one's called. And we're, we really want to get the Disney Plus. We were trying to figure out, can we cut some of these out or should we just get regular cable or should we try one of the, the online streaming services like like Sling TV or, you know, DirecTV Now or PlayStation View, rest in peace, or, uh, you know, any of those YouTube TV and then we started looking at, you know, what shows are we watching on these specific services 
that prevent us from canceling it. And CBS All Access, the only thing I'm, I'm watching on there is Star Trek Discovery, but I'm like a season behind. So I've been paying for it for a year, haven't watched anything, I'm behind. So I started binging it a little bit over the weekend. Oh man, TJ, I'm liking my Star Trek. And then I saw yeah, they're coming out with a new series called Star Trek Picard. And this is, uh, you know, Jean-Luc Picard from, you know, Star Trek Next Generation, uh, you know, Professor Xavier, the, the John Luke. And he is, he's coming back and they have this new series, you know, it revolves around him, but in the future. Oh, it looks so cool. And then I saw that it's not even out yet and it comes out in January. So I looked over and I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll keep CBS All Access for another year. I'm, I'm going to watch this. So anyway, did not uh, cut my bill at all. We're still paying for all of these services. Have no idea what I'm going to do when, when uh, this new HBO Max comes out and it has exclusive stuff. Oh man, it's getting it's going to get expensive because eventually every single show will be fifteen dollars a month. But yeah, pretty yeah, much. But, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. I actually canceled my Netflix. I, I'm not watching a lot on Netflix, really. Um, Disney Plus is yeah. going to have me. Uh, CBS All Access has me for a little bit. Hulu really has us, but then some of like South Park is going straight to HBO and they're not going to be on Hulu now. So, oh man. Yeah. I, so my thing is that I watch a lot of shows that originate off of, of ABC. Um, so I don't know if they're going to end up with the streaming service right now. I'm watching them all on Hulu. Yeah. Um, so a couple examples of those would be nine one one. The Rookie, um, Jenny watches This Is Us, but I think that's CBS, A Million Little Things. We watch all of those, and they're all on Hulu. So right now I've been able to get away with pretty much just Hulu and Amazon Prime because it comes with yeah. uh, my my Prime subscription. Yeah. I will probably I will probably end up signing up with HBO again, and I know that we're going to do Disney Plus. So, yeah. And I'll, I'll get Apple TV Plus because I have this iPhone. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, you're gonna have those six shows. Yeah, those six shows, man. And, and morning show. Yep. <laughs> oh goodness. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have all those. I don't good. know how much I'll use it, but yeah. So I'm probably gonna end up with the HBO extension for Hulu, Hulu itself, Apple TV Plus, and Disney Plus. That's what I'm looking at. But Netflix just doesn't have anything good anymore, man. Like beyond Stranger Things three, I don't really have a desire to watch anything on it. I. I tend to buy the shows I want to watch now on Amazon. They're just a gotcha. couple dollars cheaper than than uh, iTunes or any of the others. And I'm able to watch them on all my devices all the time. So I, I've been buying movies as they come out. So whenever I, I want to watch something, I don't really think. I mean, it's just not top of mind to go to Netflix and try to search through you know, what, what they have to show me. Um, and lately, it's just been me binging Star Trek. Pretty much, man. I feel you. Okay, what's your pick of the week, man? My pick of the week is kind of in competition with your uh, AirPod Pros. My uh, pick of the week is called JLab. It's a terrible name. Just absolutely horrific, horrible name. Uh, You're selling it to me right now. JLab JBuds Air. That's what they're called. They are 50 bucks, And what's nice about them is that they still, for 50 bucks. Well, let me, let me back up a little bit. I bought my Google Pixel 3a. And I was like, all right, well, I can't use my lightning um, earbuds, uh, earpods anymore. I got to get some mm-hmm. wireless 
you know, air like earphones because I, I I need some sort of ear pod to be able to go and work out in and whatnot. So I found these sure. fifty bucks seem to be a really good deal. Have really good water resistance, as it turns out. Um, and just like the AirPods, they for one, well, even like the AirPods Pro, they they're pretty good at noise cancellation. Um, they stay good. in my ear when I put them in. There's really no coming out unless I I want them to come out. And they have a tiny case similar to the to the AirPods that does charging for them. Um, no wireless charging. Um, it's the cable for the charger actually folds down the bottom. There's like a ridge in oh, there. Cool. And it just kind of goes in and it uses uh, USB-A to, to charge. So I just like hook it up at my my computer at work throughout the day and it just charges it. But I, I rarely have to charge these things because it has like 15 hours of battery life. Um Ooh. So they for $50, I personally think that they're a steal in both audio quality and just functionality. Um, and yeah, if you're looking at something that's cheaper than, than AirPods, I would definitely say jump on these. Now, my one thing that I don't really love about them is the, the initial setup. Um, because they're Bluetooth, a uh, Bluetooth device, you have to go through the whole Bluetooth setup, you know, do the whole pairing and whatnot, which isn't that big of a deal. But if you've seen how AirPods just are set up so easily, just by popping them out, you see a thing pop up on iOS. It's just beautiful. It's so nice. Um, The whole Bluetooth thing just feels kind of archaic when you pair them. But beyond that, after they, they work pretty well. Um, So I would recommend them for 50 bucks. Don't expect AirPods, but if you just want something that's cheaper, if you happen to find you lose these very easily and you don't want to lose $160, $180 fast, check out these. They're pretty good. There'll be a link in the show notes. That's awesome, TJ. I'm checking them out right now. These look great, and they're cheaper than one AirPod. So if you have gone on a trip or something, just throw these in the bag, and you know, worst case scenario, you're... You're only out 50 bucks. Pretty much. Uh, my thing is, I really just don't like the idea of losing 200 bucks really easily. <laughs> I will probably yep. end up getting AirPods here at some point uh, just because like I'm fully sold on, at this point in the mobile and you know set-top box Apple eco- ecosystem. We've talked about my feelings about the Mac and whatnot. But I, uh, when it comes to stuff like that, Apple is just really hard to beat. But at the same time, like if, if you lose $200 piece of hardware, that's really going to suck. Yeah. No kidding, I'm with you. So. All right, man. It's been a good, uh, good little podcast. Good little podcast. You know what? You know what? I have something to say. Yeah, podcasting is hard. Man, I got something to say too. I have no idea where my my Apple Watch is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> good night, man.